All right, what is up, obscure podcast listening people? Almost did my YouTube stick there. Uh, so, anyways, I've got a little uh, what what do I call this? A scenario, like a fantasy scenario. Not sexually. Calm down. Calm down. Calm the fuck down. Uh, a fantasy scenario for people who are extreme conspiracy theorists. So. I've got a, a friend of mine that's really deep into the stuff, like really deep. I don't talk to him often. Um, I, I really like this guy because we were buddies in high school. He claims he saw some shit while he was in the service. I, uh, I kind of believe him. I kind of don't. Like, it's just one of those things, man. Like, you don't know. But, I mean, the, the things he's convinced of are in line with the same things that other conspiracy folk are very convinced of. And I mean all of it. Like, all of it. 9-11 was, you know, us. And just all of it. Every single bit of it. He buys into all of it. And I, I remember him telling me something along the line of when you are born, they basically have like a, uh, a, a piece of paper with your social and your value like you have a dollar value on you from birth and somehow I don't even freaking know how it's been years ago it was when the pandemic started like I will fully admit when the pandemic started and because I I like to let me preface here I like to watch and discover theories so before the pandemic happened, before there was ever a single case of COVID, I remember that in an unnamed country, there was a, unnamed because I don't like saying the name of the country out loud, but there was a country that, uh, you can all figure it out, that literally, I don't know if they murdered or found, but there was some laboratory coats they got in a lot of big trouble, supposedly because they were going to tell the world something. I think some of those disappeared. The lab was exactly where you think it is. And that's the thing. I don't know this for fact. I'm explaining what I read. I don't know any, I don't believe in anything 100% that I see online or, you know, on YouTube or in written form. You just, to pretend that you know something is truth. You know, unless you've got irrefutable evidence yourself firsthand, you can't believe everything you see. But I remember this issue where there were some laboratory people that, uh, you know, were supposedly going to talk about something disappeared. Then COVID happens. And, you know, there was a lot of theories. And, and when something like this happens, when you have like a worldwide pandemic and technically are locked in the house which I never was like in southern Ohio I have not worked remotely I have always worked you know I I never once worked from home or was stuck at home and in my small neck of the woods in Ohio the restrictions were I guess they were they were more minimal I live in a red county so you could still go to Walmart. You could still go to the store. You could still do all that stuff. Um, you just 
kind of had this six feet apart thing, but nobody followed it. Uh, they did make sure that you were wearing masks. Like, they wouldn't let you enter masks unless you had some reason. And, of course, everybody down here in southern Ohio, I know my accent is deep enough, but everybody down here in southern Ohio is like, I can't breathe with the mask on. Medical doctor told me I can't wear them. And they just let you in. I mean, it was like, you know, they were kind of trying, but not really. But where all that shit was going on, I was very concerned with, like, why? Like, you know, I'm, you know, I, I've, I've been around for a minute, so I've never lived through anything like this. So what's going on? Like, what is going on? So I kind of dove into some of those conspiracy rabbit holes, admittedly. Every time there's a new conspiracy, I got to know. I got to educate myself on what it is that people believe. And if I would give it a shred of, uh, you know, a shred of attention myself as a believer, which hardly ever happens, but hold on. When this all happened, that was, uh, it kind of coincided like the, the calls for Hollywood pedophiles and blood drinking, uh, chroma what the heck was that i don't even remember uh adrenochrome adrenochrome is that it i don't know i researched all this stuff and what people were believing and and i and i did not believe the deepest farthest parts of it but there were things that i questioned like there has been some people that have committed suicide that were talking about things before they committed suicide to give a shred of uh, belief to the fact that there are powerful people making things happen. I believe in that a little bit, but I don't have any indisputable truth. And again, you can't believe everything you believe online. So I don't spread the fact that I think it's a possibility. I don't spread any of this stuff because possibilities are endless for all kinds of scenarios. All kinds. I mean, there's possibilities for so much stuff aliens, you know, Hollywood elite, cabal, Illuminati. Uh, there's possibilities of, you know, underwater Atlantis. There's, there's so many possibilities and so many theories and stuff. Again, let me say, I do not believe in any one thing when it comes to theories, 100%. I might give something a shred of my thought and be like, that is tricky. That is odd. That is, you know, there, there is a little bit of smoke there. I wonder if there's any fire. I mean, you got to at least question things. So I like to question things. Again, I don't buy into any certain theory. I, I think people that get too deep into it, no matter what it is, whether it be Cabal, Illuminati, Hollywood Elite, all that stuff, I think if you're, if you're obsessed with that and you're letting it rule even more than a few minutes of your time in your life, you're spending your time wrongly because you're not going to... Let's say you do find indisputable evidence of something you without a platform a massive platform you're not going to be able to do much you know being a keyboard warrior online doesn't do much but i digress i was uh you know looking through these theories and my buddy i called him the one that i said everyone had a currency on paper with their social i called him and i just wanted to get his take on it because i knew that he would fucking have one i knew that he would and i was prepared to listen to something whether I agreed 1% or not. Granted, that was a three-hour phone call, and it was very, very interesting. Like, I liked hearing his takes. I liked hearing his experiences. You know, I'm not about to call him a dumbass 
or anything like that. His ideas and theories were far-fetched to me, but, you know, I that you do you, I'll do me. I don't believe in any of that shit more than, like, a little shred here and there and never enough to let it have any control over what I think life is about, and that's being kind, doing good things, and living your best life while you're here because if you're living your life on, like, uh, what forums with talking about conspiracy theories you rest assured you're wasting your fucking life but so I, I was you know just wanting to know what was going on this pandemic this was a new thing and of course the theories just bust out of everywhere you know now over time I don't have much of an opinion on any of those theories QAnon is absolutely bullshit I'll say that that's the most ridiculous fucking one I think I've ever heard in my lifetime that people really truly believe that's just total garbage absolute like that's common sense garbage like you jfk jr's not coming back it's not happening it's just not and i believe that with 99.9 percent of my being i leave that 0.01 in there because me pretending to be 100 percent i'd be ignorant you know, to believe something 100,000%. Anyways, uh, pandemic. Don't even know where I was going with this. Where was I going with this? Anyways, theory. Uh, fun fantasy situation. So if you're a big conspiracy buff, and I, I thought about this the other day because my mind just works and it works and it works. It does things. It likes to analyze and overanalyze. What if, like what if you had two super deep conspiracy theorist parents and they decided that it was in their best interest and your best interest as their unborn child to have you off the grid like have you not tell anybody they're pregnant like let's say they live in a cabin in the woods with hydropower and solar power and they, you know, they themselves probably have social security numbers. They themselves probably have uh, ways of being tracked and found and maybe not completely like they live in the woods. You know, no, no devices to be tracked. You could probably get away with it. Uh, but let's say that they have an unborn child and they decide to have this child off the grid. So unborn child, born in the woods, no doctors, no witnesses, no one even knows they're pregnant. No social security number. No nothing. No nothing, I said. So, to me, this is a cool thing to think about. Because while there is a litany of disadvantages to this. So, technically, you probably couldn't get a job. You couldn't get a job unless you were paid under the table. We'll say they give you a name, because you can have a name, and if nobody knows that you don't have a social or an identity registered with the government, you know, you can have a name. You can be, you know, Bo Jackson the third. You can be, uh, you know, uh, Mick Jagger the second, or maybe 17th. I don't know if he's got a, a Mick Jr. or not. But if you don't have any association with, uh, you know, social social security number and stuff like that, that's interesting to me because yes, you won't be able to work unless it's under the table. You won't be able to get a driver's license. 
medical care is probably not an option so I mean there's some massive disadvantages here but there is the advantage of like not being known uh, if you want to rewind things back to like Holocaust era or any kind of genocides like modern day genocides like how did they locate people how you if you live off the grid in the woods with no identity no mailing address no just no identity no fingerprints on file no nothing I feel like while you are at risk medically and financially you are safe in every other single possible way and that is intriguing to me I, I just think that's kind of cool like I'd almost like to be that first person and I'm sure it's not the first I'm, I bet I mean we're talking billions of people in the world trillions of people in the world I don't know but we're we're talking there's got to be a few there's got to be a few unregistered unknown human beings out there has to be it'd be that'd be kind of cool again uh I, I don't know for sure that I, I think it'd be cool to be that person i don't know if i'd want to be that person because historically you know especially right now most of us get to live our full life without too much complication and too much interruption at least here in the united states the interruption and complication is oma is just always it's financial you know or you get yourself in trouble you go to jail but for us law-abiding citizens that just keep to ourselves move onward forward typically you get to live your life whether it's ended shortly by an accident or medical things or not like you typically get to live your life so it's a it's an interesting proposition to think about like having a unregistered child just a free spirited woods living loincloth wearing child tarzan basically tarzan have you a little tarzan or tarzanette or tarzapan and uh yeah it's interesting to me and that takes me back like another thing i think about besides this fantasy theory of not having uh you know registered identity then i think about all the people that are not only registered identities but have been around for quite a while and i uh i work with a few of these folks and i want to transition right into a little bit more of an age thing i've talked about age with certain things on some of these episodes but something that gives me great hope is for, for those of you who are you know have the mortality fear the fear of getting old the fear of not making it to a certain age I gotta say, I, I have a, some co-workers, and I've only got a few in my department, but I've got some co-workers, and the average age of my department is heavily inflated by two of my three co-workers. One of my co-workers, same age as me, we're both 41. My other two co-workers are like 73 and like 65, I think, so they're, you know, when I think of 60, 65, I think of like my parents, my in-laws, they're 65-ish, you know, they're in that range. So I feel like, you know, they take care of themselves. They've, they've got a, a, a nice potential 30 years left if you take care of yourself. Been meeting more and more people that are 80s and 90s, and that's very encouraging, that are doing well. But I think about the, 
the people I work with and if it weren't the fact weren't if it weren't for the fact can't speak today if it were not for the fact that I can see the age just in their appearance and one of them she doesn't even look 65 she may not be 65 she might be 60 but she doesn't look it you know she looks mid 50s and and that's that's cool but I feel like I look fucking 50 sometimes and I probably do just a couple years ago I did not anyways it's encouraging to work with them because when you when you put yourself in proximity to where you're constantly around someone of that age that is not a grandmother because a grandmother is going to act like a grandmother around the family just like a mother or a father is going to act like a father or a mother around the family then you transplant the mother father away from the family into a work situation or into a friend group and they can really turn up the juice on their personality so i get to work with a couple of women that are older than myself and even though they're like 65 and 73 they turn the juice up on that personality like they are very enjoyable and do not act their age at all not even a little honestly like not in comparison to me which i'm i've became like an old soul like i'm 41 but i am domesticated and you know grumpy and set in my ways for the most part but they're good ways i i will change if common sense dictates a change needs to be made or rationale or reason but these two are just they are hilarious and fun to be around and it's it's just encouraging because it's like life does not stop at 60 70 or 80 it just doesn't you know it stops when it stops and it's really just fun for example i walked in on you know my co-workers having a rather raunchy conversation and it just got raunchier to the point to where i had to walk out and I was like, I never thought I would have a, you know, I didn't really partake in it. I just heard and I had to walk away because of my position in the job that I'm in. But I was cracking up. I was like, this is just hilarious, you know, like it just goes to show that age seriously means very little. It really, really does. It means very little. It just, it, it means we're, you know, a little bit broken physically. But, you know, as long as your mental stability hangs on, it just doesn't mean a whole lot, you know? You've got happy, fruitful, sexual, older people. Oh, what a, what a sentence. That gives me hope. I mean, because honestly, the pleasures we have in this life, food, fornicating, <laughs> and, yeah, you know, loved ones and being kind technically those are all kind of ageless and that's cool to me because i don't want to lose any of the pleasures in life to age granted you may need the blue pill you may need the lube but everything's doable possible if you want it to stay that way and it's encouraging to me just you know i uh, now i will say you can't your eating habits have to change my wife cannot eat anything greasy at all she's 40 she can't eat anything greasy absolutely destroys her so you know living like that living like you're 20 30 whatever you got to stop that at some point that's you know it's interesting but take care of yourself you might you might be a, a porn star into your 80s or 
uh, hot dog eating champ got it the same fucking thing. Oh my god. I really was thinking about the Nathan's hot dog guys. Like, will that, uh, oh fuck, what's his name? Oh damn it, jo- Joey Chestnut. Like, will he, will he continue this at 60, 70, 80? If he wants to, you know? I mean, Tom Brady was fucking getting slammed by 300 guys, 300 pound guys. Ooh, that sounds sexual too. Uh, till he was 45, 46 and may still do so again. Who knows? But, I've seen, uh, oh God, watching uh, the Tony Hawk documentary on HBO Max, I think it is. Dude, a lot of these 50-some-year-olds, 60-some-year-olds, they're still fucking skating. And it's like, if you want to, if you push, and if, you know, they're getting hurt more, obviously we're more brittle, our muscle density sucks, you know, as we get older, most of that stuff just sucks, but they're fucking doing it. Like, no one's going to tell them they can't. So a lot of these guys from the 90s that were skate stars, 80s that were skate stars, BMX guys, a lot of those guys still do it. Maybe not professionally, maybe not that you see on TV, but I mean, fuck Tony Hawk. It was just a year or two ago he broke his femur and he was on half pipe and he's like mid-50s, you know? That's cool to me. Fuck age. Doesn't mean anything. Means some gray hair, means some wrinkles. Uh, You know, if, if, if you're okay with getting hurt you can keep on skating i'm not gonna skate or play basketball or anything like that i don't want to get hurt um but i want to still live life to my fullest potential preferably as an unregistered human alien yeah how can i reverse all that how can i like do i need to stage a death and then come back with plastic surgery as nobody would burn my fingerprints off I got to figure out this face-off thing. Like, how can I turn into face-off? Which I bring that up because I got my wife of, you know, seven and a half years. Yeah. Been together almost, almost a decade. I got her to watch The Rock for the first time. Not, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Not that guy, Rock. Sean, Sean Connery is a rock. Welcome to The Rock. That guy. Him and Nicolas Cage. Ed Harris. Oh, good shit. Great shit. But we we watched that the other night. 90s action movies. A lot of fun. I'd like to see Creed 3. I want to see John Wick 4. It's a good time for movies. I've got a lot of people lately to, to dive into the John Wick thing. More people than I thought possible said, Oh, I've never seen one of those John Wick movies. And I'm like, you gotta. You literally have to. It's just a... You know, it's it's kind of like uh, getting a social security number. You must watch John Wick. If you have not watched John Wick, you seriously have to watch John Wick. Unless you just absolutely hate, like, movies with violence and action movies. You, you have to watch John Wick. If you like Die Hard, if you like any action movie, The Rock, Face Off, any of that shit. If you like any movie with action in it, you need to watch John Wick. It's just that simple. You need to wick it up. Wick it good. Wick it, wick it, wick it. All right. That's all I got. I'm pretty sure this episode is long enough. Not 100% on that, but you ever, like, certain sunglasses just take away your ability to see screens? I can't see my screen. That's okay, though. See you guys on the next. I feel like Dr. Dre. See you guys on the next episode.